Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Deck the halls with boughs of folly. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com internet radio. And um, how are you all out there, my international listeners? I miss talking to you. It was uh, a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I hope that you um had the opportunity to listen to my last broadcast. And uh, if you haven't, we just remember that, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, I am archived. And um, so, um, you know, you can always hear things that are going to, you know, give you, um, you know, some entertainment and some good laughter and um, some education and some inspiration. All right. Well, listen, hey, I am celebrating good times. Come on. You know what? I forgot to mentioned uh, in my November broadcast that I have now been broadcasting on TalkZone.com Internet Radio for now over a little bit over four years now. That went by really fast, listeners. And, you know, I started out with my initial program, put it all on the table through mediation, which, by the way, is archived, and you guys can go there and and listen. And then I switched to uh, Here's Teresa. And I've been doing that for a little bit over uh, two years. So this is where I'm going to be for a little bit. You know, I just want to say that I'm so damn proud of myself. You know, I have um, um, uh, talked about a lot of subject matters, uh, very some controversial and uh, yet uh, ed- educational, inspiring and um, and enlightening as well. So I want to give a shout out to my engineer, uh, engineer Dave and Jean for being so helpful and nice uh, to me through through the years. And it's much appreciated. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, and I'm looking forward to more of my time broadcasting here in the greattalkzone.com internet radio. Okay. All right. So, you know, let's talk a little bit, you know, about, um, something here. Um, well, first let me say this. I just want to know, make sure that you guys are great out there. Um, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Um, Still doing uh, some Christmas shopping. Have a very busy day to do. Well, my day is always busy, but I have an exceptionally busy day uh, today. And but yet it is a beautiful day. The sun is shining, and um, it's it's quite windy though here um, in uh, Arizona. And um, and the weather is cooler. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it fluctuates. Uh, we had the mitigated gall to be like 71 to 72 for a few days there. And I'm like, oh, really, come on, let's let's make it a little cooler, you know. And, um, you know, but um, I am also cognizant about the inclement weather that um, are in other, other parts of our country. Like, you know, they're reporting about Texas this morning. And for that, I'm praying that the individuals who are being affected, you know, by this inclement weather, that they are safe and they have and or they will have what they need. Well, 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 Christmas is upon us, listeners. Um, the next time that I will be broadcasting will be December 27th. And the Christmas would have come and gone. With all of the preparations that we do, it goes by so fast. This is why it's important to take time and enjoy the view. Like Barbara Walters said, as she coined the phrase, 
on um, her televised program, The View. Just take some time. You know, don't rush it. You know, it makes no sense to do that. There's a lot of important things that you'll miss if you do rush around your life, you know. So trust me, just 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 kind of, you know, just just take it easy. Now, um, we have a lot to talk about today, along with my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, uh, Rachel C. Campbell. And uh, we're going to start off with um, my dinner table conversation, which is uh, titled The Good, The Bad, The Ugly of 2018. And please, let's not repeat it. We can do better. And then um, my guest and I are going to engage in the following uh, conversations. Watch what you sow, you will reap it. Time Magazine 2018 person, or should I say persons of the year, do you agree? The showdown in the prestigious Oval Office in the White House, wow, and I'm going to add yikes. And then we're going to follow up with, ain't that a bitch? And then it really matters, does it really matter to have a moral compass, okay? Now, let's start off with um, my dinner table conversation the good, the bad, and the ugly of 2018. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about this because we have a lot that uh, we're going to talk about. But nevertheless, I want you guys to get this, okay? Please, let's not repeat it. We can do better. So now during my last broadcast, uh, my guest and I, we talked about retrospect and uh, and if it is important and what are the benefits from it. You know, it was a very good conversation. Anyway, there are a lot of good things that happened in 2018. You know, they're just not being, you know, talked about enough, you know, and I'm sure that a lot of you can recall some of them, but these are just off the top of my head. Um, like I came across this in uh, goodnewsnetwork.org, like the brain dead mom who wakes up minutes after being taken off life support. Four months later, she's fighting fit. This story is being reported, as I said, on goodnewsnetwork.com. If you want to go there and read it in its entirety, it's really good. And then what about Tyler Perry? You know, he paid off the railways for two stores and, um, and he paid them off for all of the store patrons, all of the people there who had, um, you know, things and, you know, in railways for Christmas or maybe not for Christmas. They were just putting it there. You never know. It could have been appliances, TVs, furniture, whatever. But anyway, it was reported that it amounted to over $400,000, and he paid that, okay? And then um, what about the courageous firefighters who battled and won the fight to extinguish several fires in the state of California this year, not just the Woolsey fighter, uh, fire and the, uh, the other one that, you know, that, that happened, um, you know, alongside the Woolsey fighter, but they have really been battling. And then the mudslides and, you know, these kinds of things, you know. So um, although that was, a you know, something that happened that was terrible, but the good that came out of it is that, um, you know, that the, the firefighters and other volunteers that, that, that were helping alongside of them were able to, um, you know, extinguish the fire and bring the, you know, bring people uh, together and help them out as best as they could. Now, the bad and the ugly listeners, I'm going to sum it up all together. Okay. Now, the New York, um, uh, the New York Times was reporting this morning about danger grows for President Trump. And it says, 
um, in part that federal prosecutors announced on Wednesday that they had reached a deal with the publisher of the National Enquirer, American Media Incorporated, which admitted to paying off a Playboy model in 2016 in order to protect Mr. Trump's presidential campaign. That payment, as well as one arranged by Mr. Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, to the pornographic film star Stormy Daniels, are now being firmly framed by prosecutors as illegal campaign contributions. Then it says, what's next? The prevailing view at the Justice Department is that a sitting president cannot be indicted. Although prosecutors in Manhattan could consider charging Trump after he leaves office. And that was a conversation that has been going on for a little bit. Now, what I'm saying is, is that this is bad and this is ugly and it's also uncalled for. So I'm, this is what I want to say, you know, as you guys are discussing this at your dinner table. Um, as one of your dinner table conversations, if you choose to, let's end this year and going forward with being good and gravitating to doing great things for ourselves because this is where it starts, okay? And then put that onto others, okay? Talk about, you know, during this conversation, the improvements in the areas you are lacking in, and then make one or two suggestions for how improvements will be implemented and then why you feel that it's necessary to implement these improvements. Okay. And you can start that right now so that when 2019 comes in, you know, you'll already have everything uh, together. That's going to, uh, uh, you know, that's going to reckon, uh, you know, rectify things that you did in, in this year so that you're not carrying them on, to next year. And, you know, I know a lot of people make uh, New Year's resolutions and things like that. But as I said, I like to look retrospect, which I do it a couple of times a year, but particularly at the end of the year, as I, as I did state that, you know, my guest and I talked about this a uh, little bit lengthy in the last uh, broadcast. And, uh, you know, to, to go back and look and check, do check and balances of ourselves first. You can't do go around. Well, you should not do checking balances with somebody else when you haven't been checking and balancing yourself. Okay. All right. So now let me bring on my guest so we can get started with our, with our topics. He is the world's best mental health therapist. His name is, listen, his name is Reginald Cedric Campbell. Okay. Thank you, Reginald, for being on my show today. Thank you for having me on your show today. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Dave. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. However you choose to say it or celebrate it, say it and celebrate it. Don't give a damn about what people tell you, how you can announce or celebrate uh, your holiday season. So Absolutely. Enjoy and move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. The thing is, is, is celebrating it, celebrating, you know, this time of the year, um, with, you know, with, with our love and kindness and, and, um, you know, being very observant and cognizant and, um, you know, just, just be a loving and kind spirit. As I said, you know, our soul should not be bogged down. They're supposed to float as light as a feather. Okay. Remember that. All right, Reginald, let's start off with our first topic, which is uh, watch what you sow. You will reap it. 
Now, Galatians 6, 7, it says that you reap what you sow. Therefore, it is wise to make the best choices in life. Now, um, Christianity.org states in part the following. Sowing and reaping, making the right choices. Life is full of choices. You will reap what you sow. Therefore, choose life. Now, this was also written by William Kennedy. And he says, God said to Moses, I have set before you uh, life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choosing life that both you and your descendants may live. This is Deuteronomy 30, 19. Life is full of choices. It is written in Proverbs to ponder the path of your feet and remove your foot from evil. Proverbs 4, 26 to 27. Um, we need to think about our choices and what the consequences of our choices are. They can lead to corruption or to external or to eternal life. And I've talked about consequences that uh, in my previous broadcast is that there's consequences to being doing something good and there's consequences to doing something bad. Do not be deceived. God is not marked mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap for he who sows to the flesh is anything that goes against God's will and his laws to commit sin is to is to transgress or disobey these laws the lust to sin dwells in human nature in other words it is contaminated and motivated by the sinful tendencies that dwell in all people as a result of the fall into sin and disobedience into the Garden of Eden. Now, everything in life goes exactly according to what is written in God's word. It says there are no exceptions. This is a law of life that affects everyone, whether you are a believer or not. You will reap what you sow. All sin is anything that goes against God's will, it says, and his laws to commit sin. Once again, is to, is to transgress or disobey these Laws. Now, Reginald, do you believe this, uh, you know, what I was saying about, you, you know, you reap what you sow or like some people will just chalk it up to, you know, well, this is karma that is that is coming at you. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> well, I, I truly believe you do reap what you sow um, as a follower of, of God's law. Uh, uh, I do believe and agree with that statement uh, from Deuteronomy. That's uh, part of that's one of my one of my favorite uh, passages from uh, from the Bible, from the from from the New Testament. Mm -hmm. um, we do reap what we sow. You can't put out negative energy and expect to, to get positive energy back. If you mm -hmm. do good things, you're going to have good things good things come back to you. Uh, if you do negative things, you're going to have that come back to you as well. You cannot do evil and expect not to have that evil come back to you. And on mm -hmm. the other hand, if you do good, you're going to have that good come back to you. Even if mm -hmm. you're just being pleasant and saying good morning to people, you know, every day and being kind and being kind to your family, being kind to strangers, being kind to your coworkers, that's going to come back to you positively by uh, getting a raise or having a day off for your, or your spouse uh, doing something nice for you, your children showing that they love your stranger, you know, saying something nice. So you put that positive energy out there and you're mm -hmm. going to get something back. What I like to tell my clients, uh, I use this example a lot, is, is 
we see our lives uh, as a hurricane, you know. Outside the hurricane is just all this, this stress and these high winds and, you know, these high winds that have destroyed, you know, uh, the last hurricane that went through Florida. Mm-hmm. But, but in the eye of the hurricane, it's just as calm. It's like being mm-hmm. in a bubble bath and having wonderful music playing. So we have to remain in the eye of the storm in spite of all of the other negative things that are on our surroundings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this reminds me, uh, too, um, you know, because, as, as I said, I'm very in tune to um, uh, things that everything that is said and, and um, uh, you know, that, that happens um, um, in my life. And years ago, when I was studying, um, when I started studying uh, technology, and um and writing programs a lot of the students including myself would go okay wow you know what what's up with my program it's not coming out right you know it's going into a loop and 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 so forth and so on and so um then we we you know the the instructor was saying you know go back and look at it does it make sense is this what you wanted to to say you know so you have to go back and clean it up and mm-hmm. um, then that's when I learned Geigo, you know, garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> OK, so mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, when I when I read that, I was like garbage in, garbage out. You know, that has like a spiritual connection to me, you know, because mm-hmm. if you put garbage in, then, of course, you're going to, you know, going to get mm-hmm. get get garbage out. So you just have to be isn't that just like that computer program. You you write something out and then you you know, you put it that this is what you want to do. And then, then your life is is like garbage. So it's like, okay, so this is what I wrote. So this is this is what I got. You know, so, you know. So mm-hmm. I just, yeah, you know, I just want people to be, um, you know, very aware of what it is they're doing and what it is they're saying. Because once, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, Jesus said, you know, it's, it's in your thoughts already, and it's very powerful. But when you spew it out, then it's then it's gone. It's out there in the universe and it's, and it's, and it's, you know, it's out there doing this thing because that's what you said. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you spewed it out there. You know, that's, that's what you said. So it's going to, that energy is going to take effect to, to whatever is written in there. You know, so you have to be, mm-hmm. you have to be very careful out here with what it, what, what it's saying for those who believe it or not. Um, as I said, you know, you will reap what you sow. That is for sure, you know. Okay, yes. let's, yep, thanks, Rachel, for that comment. Okay, let's get on to the mm-hmm. next one. Mm-hmm. Time Magazine 2018 person, or should I say persons of the year, and do you agree? Now, mm-hmm. the article um, was reported in Time Magazine's name person of the year, 2018, The Guardians, on December 11th. And uh, this is by Tim Stillo, and uh, the article uh, states in following, you know, the Guardians, that's what Time Magazine is calling the journalist behind 2018's Person of the Year, which was revealed exclusively Tuesday morning on Today's show. Now, with a record number of re- reporters behind bars around the planet, the Committee to Protect Journalists documented 262 cases in 2017, an avalanche of misinformation on social media and government officials from the United States to the Philippines dismissing uh, criminal real reporting as fake news. Time is spotlighting a handful of journalists who have one thing in common. They were targeted for their work. 
For them, the article says, pursuing the truth has meant prison and harassment. In some cases, it has meant death. Now, the list of individuals chosen for this report, uh, Reginald, are Hamal Khashoggi. Uh, we all know who he is. We don't, you know, there's been so much talk about him. Um, not unless you were in a tube or somewhere, you know, uh, about, uh, mm-hmm. Jamal Khashoggi. Um, and then we have, um, John McNamara, Rebecca Smith, Rob Heisen, Gerald Fishman, and Wendy Winters. Four journalists and a sales associate who were gunned down in a mass shooting at Maryland State Capitol newspaper in June. Wa Lone and Kwa So U, a judge in Myanmar, sentenced a pair of Reuters journalists to seven years in prison in September. Their crime? Breaking a colonial era state secrets law while reporting on the military's mass killing of Rohingya Muslims. Then we have uh, Maria Reza. The former CNN bureau chief started the online news site Rappler in 2012 and has reported critically on Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte. According to the Committee to Protect Journalists, that coverage earned the site a campaign of legal harassment from Duterte's Department of Justice. Wow. What are your thoughts, Reginald, on the, on the pics uh, from Time Magazine's Person of the Year? I think that's uh, that's a good pick. I, I like that. Um, <clears throat> having a press and having a free press is is very important uh, to not only this country but but around the world. Uh, how uh, Donald Trump likes to say that the press is the enemy of the people. Uh, mm-hmm. No, holding the truth from the people is the enemy of the people. Uh, it shows with Michael Cohen's uh, sentencing yesterday uh, mm-hmm. and the other things that are, you know, going to come down the pike uh, with 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 uh, Trump and his his behavior. If not mm-hmm. for the press, if not for the press, you know, we would not know about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Donald Trump likes to have it where. Uh, only believe what I tell you. What you heard or what you read is not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you saw is not true. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the trials of these young men of color who have been killed and gunned down, um, mm-hmm. they want to tell you, no, what you saw, you didn't see. You didn't see mm-hmm. this young man get gunned down. So again, if not for the press, these things would not have uh, come forward. So yeah. I think that's a yeah. wonderful mm-hmm. pick for, for persons or persons mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah, um, because as I was listening uh, to the to the video report um, um, of this of this topic, uh, the gentleman that was being interviewed, he had the mitigated goal to bring up Donald Trump again. And uh, the interview was like, why Donald Trump? Well, you know, he's a... And then that's, that's when I kind of lost my hearing at that point. So I don't know what he said or, you know, he's, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's like, okay. Um, oh, what is that noise? And, um, that was coming from my end back and out of the garage. I'm sorry. Okay. And, um, so, so anyway, um, uh, there was, he was talking about Donald Trump again. And, and I don't know why because he's, 
there's nothing to re to report. I don't think that you need to report on a uh, an individual who's consistently doing uh crazy things. And you know, as you said, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, a bit a little bit ago, that um he has no respect for the for the press. So why would you even think about uh, naming him that? Because I think that they have named him Person of the Year once or maybe twice through his through his whole tenure as being a human being here on Earth, which I just I just don't get it, you know. But um, um, as I was uh, listening to um, the, this report, I was educated on um, the the uh, four journalists and sales associate. I was not, um, I, you know, I I I was not privy that that they had been uh, shot down at at Maryland State Capitol newspaper in June, you know, because it wasn't a whole lot of talk about it, maybe or something, you know. But I knew about. Um, the others though, but that one, that, that's terrible. And this, these are the things that, that, that needs to be changed. You know, as I talked about in my, um, dinner table conversation, just think of how we can, how we can do and be better. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I did follow, of course, the unfortunate incident of the journalist being, uh, being shot down, uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, the, the person who did that was uh, uh, a follower of Donald Trump and had you know, posted, you know, things on, on his web page, you know, against the press and things like that, you know. So, uh, so mm-hmm. again, um, you know, being able to inform and educate people uh, is one of the duties of, of the press. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it's not for the press. Um, look, people would not know what's going on. And now with social media and CNN, MSNBC, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and, and a curse with, with the, um, uh, amount of news and technology that we have nowadays. But I'm glad it's here because there was a time when, you know, you would read the newspaper. I, I can remember jokingly saying to myself, well, this isn't news. This is old because, you know, it's happened already. And now mm-hmm. with the video, we can get news that is happening as as it's going on at that at that minute. Uh, yeah, in so real in real time. In, in real time, so mm-hmm. uh, you know that is not the enemy of the people; it's to educate people. You can sit and watch C-SPAN and how the government works, and that will educate you on maybe how you would vote for a particular candidate. So. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely, and and this is why I say people, you know, when you choose to listen to um, a news outlet, just be sure that you're listening to one that is factual, okay? One that's not going to give you erroneous information and keep us keep you know keep you in the, in the blind in the dark because they really don't know want you to know what actually is going on. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. All right, let's move on to our next topic. I'm I'm excited about um, talking about this one. The showdown in the prestigious Oval Office in the White House. Wow, and yikes. Okay, I'm sure all of you out there listening to me have seen the coverage at the White House a couple of days ago. CNN.com is reporting 
uh, the year of the woman just roared in Trump's Oval Office. Now, this analysis was done, was done by Nia Malika Henderson. She's a senior political reporter uh, for CNN, and it was updated on uh, yesterday at 1.51 p.m., okay? Now, it says in part this, uh, my listeners and Reginald, Donald Trump wanted a show in the Oval Office, so he got one. He just never expected that the title of said show would be Nancy Pelosi takes Donald Trump to school. And wow, what a show it was. It featured yelling and condescending and mansplaining and interrupting and bloviating, as in a revealing look at matters of men, women, politics, and power. Pelosi, without raising her voice, without gesticulating widely, without interrupting, flipped the script on Trump, revealing his navy on the subject matter and her new position of strength in his office live on TV. Now, the entire back and forth reflected the reality that Pelosi once before and soon to be again House Speaker fully understands and Trump is still learning. He no longer can run roughshod over a co-equal branch of government and there's a capable and formidable woman standing in his way. Accustomed to a level of difference and psychophacy, when he sits in that yellow chair in front of the fireplace, the president was not ready for what was to come. Pelosi wasted no time in saying that a shutdown is not worth anything and slightly warmed against a Trump showdown, a phrase that caught the president's attention just as it was meant to be. Now it says, Reginald, <laughs> it says now unintelligible to Senate Minority uh, Leader Chuck Schumer as Pelosi plowed ahead. Trump le- later suggested that Pelosi, who has spent her uh, time in office doing a lot of talking, was in a situation where it's not easy for her to talk right now. Not a good move. Your thoughts so far, Reginald? Well, I love that whole exchange. I watched it two or three times, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I was totally pleased. I was pleased with Chuck Schumer. I, you know, I said to myself, Chuck, grew a pair. Uh, great. That's about time. And it goes back to what I've said before, that Nancy Pelosi has more balls than a lot of Democratic men. Uh, mm-hmm. The exchange was, was the exchange that needed to be done. She took him to lunch. Yes, you know, she did. She totally, she totally took his lunch money. And it shows yes, she did. The ignorance, the ignorance that this man has of how of how government works. He tried mm-hmm. to pull the stupid thing. Well, Chuck, you know, you guys shut the government down. Went last down. Time. You know, Democrats did shut the damn government Go- down. Government down. Exactly. What is he it talking was, about? It, it was the Republicans, but you know that that Fox News talking point that he tried to put out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, he looked totally, and, and, and Pence, he looked like he was, like, mummified. <laughs> you know, just like this guy was just like, <laughs> okay, he looked so uncomfortable. One one person wrote in saying that uh, Pence looked like one of the next Confederate statues that we're going to pull. That, that, that we're <laughs> and what about the, I also liked when someone said he looked like the elf on the shelf. You, you know, know, and then someone someone took him out of his chair. You know, they 
they, you know, doctored it up and put him on, put the head on the elf and sat him on the shelf. I, I thought it was funny. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Reginald. <laughs> and, and, and so how, and I'm glad Trump said what he said about that yep. he wants to close the government down. He will close. I'll take control. You know, I'll, I'll but okay, great. He's great. proud. He would be proud. He's proud to do it. There's so much just in that segment alone. You know, I think if I was a campaign director, you gave me so much to run on. You gave us yeah. so many commercials to run on. And to shut down the government would cause hardship for, for so many people. Who does he think mm-hmm. mops the floors in the Capitol? Who does he think serves the food? Who does he think parks the cars? Who does he think, you know, are, are, are the, are the uh, you know, regular workers? Uh, you know, people that's in military will not will not be paid. The IRS will not be able to do their job to, to function. I mean, uh, the, the the none of them, the CIA, uh, FBI, none of them. Um, uh, the 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 governmental bases, as you were saying, um, the military, Social Security checks people, your disability checks people, all of you out there. Um, uh, uh, following behind him and yay, yay, rah, rah. And, you know, you know, darn good. Well, you're dependent on your, those, those, um, governmental, uh, benefits and, um, uh, and, and, and food stamps and, and other things to, to help you, um, in your manner for, for, for your life. And, you know, I'm sorry, Richard, I butted in again. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, so these things, it's, 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 it's so important that the government is not shut down. But I'm glad he owned it. I'm so totally oh, yeah. glad he owned it. And, oh, yeah. you know, again, and the last thing, and I think that people should say this more, and unfortunately uh, Schumer and, and Nancy didn't say this, you said that Mexico would pay for the wall. You mm-hmm. said it. We, we, we have paid a gazillion times of you saying it. So why will the taxpayer be responsible for this wall? Now, had they said that, I know he would have said something asinine like, well, we're going to do trade or something such that will allow them to pay for the wall. BS, total BS. Okay, that wouldn't happen. Okay, um, so anyway, you said that Mexico would pay for the wall, so see if Mexico would pay for the wall. Like exactly. President, Mexican President Vicente Fox, and we're not going to pay for a damn thing. Okay. Are you crazy? <laughs> I remember so, that. That I loved it. I so loved let's, it. Let's talk a little about karma. What we talked about earlier. Oh yeah. He's he being being Trump is now dealing with the karma of the ugly, asinine things that he has said and done. Well, I keep like, telling people that karma is a bitch, okay, and she's alive and well, all right? And if you don't believe it, if you don't believe in karma, then perhaps you believe in that you will reap what you sow. All of this is taking right here in front of your face, okay? It isn't a fact of uh you may get some people who are followers of his regime, which I just still don't get it. You know, all oh, they're just picking on him. He can't, the man just can't do anything right. Yep, you're right about that. He can't do anything right. But I don't, I want to read some more about what this article said because I, 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 you know, I think it's important. Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi said, Mr. President, Mr. President, please don't characterize the strength that I bring to this meeting as a leader of the House Democrats. You just, uh, who just, who just won a big victory. Okay. 
Now, unlike most women, Pelosi talks up her qualifications because she knows other women are watching and listening. You know what I, you know why I did it? This is what she was saying in her interview. Pelosi, you know why I did it? I did it because I want women to see that you do not get pushed around. Amen to that. She was being interviewed by Dana Bash. You don't run away from the fight. Her public fight with Trump was a preview of a show partly about the ways in which women can perform their power that's likely headed for at least a two-year run. Dana Bash says, stay tuned, y'all. So now, Reginald, do you think that Trump bit off more than he could chew by trying to save face by saying several things that, like we just talked about, I will proudly shut down the government. I'll do it. I'll go. I'll do it. You know that, you know, he's having a temper tantrum. You know, he's an ass and he's a bully. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? If I don't, if you don't give me what I want, then I'll shut down the government. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll see how that works for you. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? I'll, I'll just take my ball and go home. You, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you won't give me what I want. I'll just take my ball and go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that because they, he was expecting Schumer and, and Pelosi to come in being docile and mm-hmm. allow him to say all of the stupid lies and, unef- and asinine things that he normally says, that yes. he was totally not compliant. Prepare for that, and I love how Nancy Pelosi said, "You know, basically, hey, don't don't characterize what I say. Basically, she's saying, don't tell me what I said. I'll tell you what I said." I said, "Thank you." you. And and and, and I I love that, and that's one of my stances on people. Don't tell me what I said. I'll tell you what I said. I know what I said. Thank you. I wear my I wear my big girl panties all the time. I will tell you what I said. There's no, there's, I don't have any quarrels about telling you what I said. If I said something, something wrong or whatever, and I need to, uh, mea culpa for it, then I will. But don't, I don't need you to tell me what I said. Because you telling me what I said, not gonna make me back down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What I said. So, somebody can tell you what I said the way I can tell you what I said. So, exactly. so don't try it and, and, and misrepresent. What I said, and that's one thing that definitely gets under my crawl if somebody tries to do that. And I would definitely set you straight. So, so I love that. There needs to be more of that. I think there will. There will be more of that because the oh, yeah. are coming in with newfound power. And the other exactly thing, the committees and everything, and the things that had that uh, Nancy Pelosi oversees, they hold the purse strings to this. Thank you. They, they hold the See, but, but this just goes to show you the stupidity. This just goes to show you the stupidity, and this is why the shelf on the elf, uh, the elf on the shelf, rather, was not going to get into that because I don't give a darn what position he held back in Indiana. That still, he still doesn't know the ins and outs of how government is run. You understand what I'm saying? That even yeah. starts from that, from that little thing, um, that that used to be on um that what is that uh, thing about the bill when he was sitting on the steps and uh-huh. um yeah so I, I I mean you know come on now they don't they don't even know what happens when you get a bill how, what's the you know what's the transitioning of it what does it do after that they you know he would not be able to tell you that none of them would you know that's why he was like I'm not getting into this because see he's thinking that 
that, you know, well, when Trump goes down, you know, I'll be, you know, getting, you know, I'll be, I'll become president and sure. nah, because you know what you're, what, what's going to happen is that there's going to be a domino effect and a whole lot of people um, are, are going to be affected by, by all of this. So, cause you all got your hands, you know, dirty in the monkey bunk. Okay. Time is rolling. Let's move on. Ain't that a bitch. Now under this uh, topic, Reginald and my listeners, I thought that I would do something different, you know, for example, um, things that are more than eyebrow raising, you know, that happened this year, you know, like, ain't that a bitch that Harvey Weinstein is still on the loose, Reginald and my listeners, and Bill Cosby is incorporated, incarcerated, what the hell is up with that? What's up with that, yeah. Reginald? Yeah, why, why, why isn't he in a jail cell, you know, looking like he hasn't showered and shaved in about three weeks, you know? Okay. Why is he out? Yes, and uh, police officers who have done wrong, um, you know, uh, killing um, uh, individuals uh, of, of color, and they're still they're still walking around. You know, they have not been brought to justice. You know, ain't that a bitch? You know, why why at the whole all this year none of this has has you know been taken care of? I think it's crazy. Okay, now here's something else. The Washington Post has an article titled, I pay my kids to get dressed to do homework and more. It's the best decision I ever made. Now, this is an article by Gia Miller dated December uh, 10, 2018. And it states in part um, the following, please get dressed. We have to leave in five minutes. I, this is a mother saying that she pleaded for the 20th time that she says her patience was waning. And you still need to brush your teeth. You haven't picked up your backpack. We're going to be late for school again. Now, she says this is a typical weekday morning regional in her home last year. And unfortunately, she says my first and third graders couldn't seem to grasp the morning routine. All three of them um, uh, have um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, whatever. And we struggle with time management and executive functioning. As a result, my kids were late to school a lot. So during the last month of school, Reginald, she said she was at her wit's end, and the principal called her in to discuss her kids' excessive tardiness, and I knew something had to change. Fortunately, she was understanding, and she said, and I left the meeting with the beginning of an idea. So get this, Rachel. So by the first day of school this year, I had completely transformed our lives this morning and the evening. She says that she positive reinforcement is reinforcing a positive behavior with a positive response which makes the behavior more likely to happen in the future, says Lauren Mossback. She's a behavioral specialist. Now, she says that can look like anything from verbal praise and encouragement to offering a tangible reward. She says that she does both. She says she praises her kids for a variety of simple things that they do well and reward them with money for behaviors um, I'm shaping. For example, whenever her kids listen right away or do something well, Reginald, she praises them. But I also use personalized responsibility charts so they can be at school on time as they complete a task. They check them off and earn money. What are your thoughts about that, Reginald? You know, you know how Scooby-Doo used to say, oh? <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's, that's what I was saying. Oh? <laughs> really? Uh, you know, how about uh, using the excuse of your children having uh, hyperactivity or attention deficit, you know, and you as a parent 
letting them know and teaching them. And there's nothing wrong with, with praise, you know, for, of course for, not. for your children. There's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, she's not saying anything that's earth shattering. But as exactly. As paying, uh, you know, that's like, you know, some of these authors, some of these books that these people write, it's like, really? Duh. Um, no, <laughs> I, if I had children, no, I'm not going to pay you for you to do what you're supposed to do. You're going to get up and you're going to be on time. You're going to do certain things, the chores or whatever that I tell you and want you to do. Period. Exactly. I'm to, exactly. I'm going to love you and I'm going to do all of this stuff, but I'm going to put my foot down and when I tell you to do something, you're going to do it. Period. Well, listen. Well, listen. It was done in in my household um, uh, with my kids. You know, I'm, I don't need to give you a bunch of uh, explanation, okay? That's it. Right. And, and you right. just do what it is that I tell you to do, and that's it. Um, the, the last part of this uh, that I wanted to say is that this psychologist, Nicole Birkin, says, what often happens is that we inadvertently and consistently reinforce all of the negative things we point out what they are doing wrong. One option is to create a rewards chart with a clear explanation of expected behaviors. Now, look, this is a good article, okay? I just want to get that out the way. It's a good article. It's quite lengthy, so go there and read it. And some parents listening to me will look up this article and read it in its entirety and maybe take some pointers from it. I don't know. Then there are some of those parents, Reginald, who are saying that their children shouldn't should do what they are what they are told as this is teaching them respect for their parents right. and for others as well. Now, the second thing is, shouldn't parents teach their children about being responsible and then therefore they buy into responsible adults? These are clothing items that we purchase for you and you need to take care of them. Pick them up off the floor. Put them into the dirty hamper. Hang them up, for example. Or you go to school to listen and learn, not to behave badly. So when you become an adult... You will be a viable, law-abiding person, and plus there are consequences should you act out of the realm that I or we are teaching you. You know, does this? You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Right. It's, you know, and you know, I'm sure that's a good article, but you know, I wouldn't if again if I was a parent. And I'm not a parent, but I've been, you know, I've been a therapist and working with kids for almost 30 years, so I think mm-hmm. I know a little about this. Uh, you know, some, uh, it's okay to take that article and, and read it and take some things out of, oh, okay, maybe I can tweak this, or oh, maybe I can tweak that, or, you know. Um, but I'm just not with that paying them to do what they're supposed to do. That's like a bribe. And then the but world isn't going is to give you that kind of, you know, like, what are you teaching them? You know, really. I mean, so, so, okay, well, here, I'm going to pay you $20 every time you stop at the red light. Right. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? You know, I, right. I, 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 as I said, this is a good article and everything, but I'm giving my point of view. No, you're supposed to stop at the damn red light because if you don't, there are consequences. Now, you may get away a couple of times without doing, you know, with with not uh, abiding by the law. And then, see, this is what I'm telling you, what I just said a few minutes ago. You want them to be law-abiding 
uh, uh, individuals out in this world. You know, you're not going to be paid, you know, to to uh, be be kind and and nice, not monetarily. You know, well, sometimes right. it may come up monetarily. You know, you may get it from. That's a whole nother explanation. You may get things will come to you with kindness and 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 things like that. But that's not what I'm talking about. Nobody is going to mm-hmm. pay you for being kind, holding the door for one so someone else, letting someone. Right. Um, you know, out who's, you know, coming out on the street, you know, you got the red light and you could wait for them to go across the, the sidewalk, you know, across the pedestrian walk. No one is going to pay you for being, um, you know, uh, a steward of God. This is what you're supposed to be. Oh, my God. You know, and it makes you feel so good when you do do the right thing. It's all about doing the right thing. Okay. Which is a good segue into my next discussion, which is it really matters to have a moral compass. You know, is that right? Now, Wiktionary.org defines moral as an inner sense which distinguishes what is right from what is wrong, functioning as a guide like the needle of a compass for morally appropriate behavior. Now, here's some examples of a good moral compass, Rachel, and I know you know these in my listeners, but it's always good to refresh ourselves about a good moral compass. And for those of you who don't know, here I'm taking you to school. Now, here is one right off the top of my head. I just said it before. Just do the right thing. Now, listeners, you have heard me say this on my show often. Just do the right thing. You will feel better about yourself because you rose to the occasion. Now, goodlifezen.com has some good examples, Reginald. Uh, for one, be, be helpful to others and ask for help when, when needed. Honor promises and obligations and apologize when I can't do so. Stick with honesty and expect the same from others. Um, acknowledge, value, val- validate or say thanks, whether in person or online. Assume goodness in others and know they're doing their best. Now, a moral compass can protect you. Now, it says, my moral compass says it's not okay to be rude to me, lie to me, speak disrespectfully disrespectfully to me, or treat me poorly in any way, especially not as a pattern or without explanation or discussion. This is often called setting boundaries, and it gives me the confidence to move forward in a situation or to step back or even out. The next one is a moral compass can help your business flourish. Morality in business, sure, whether it's called business ethics or a moral compass, what company can survive with unfriendly, unhelpful customer service? And that's the topic that we will be talking about, unhelpful customer service, Reginald, coming up soon. How long do employees last assuming they have a choice if management belittles them, treats them unfairly, or makes unethical decisions? I've heard Steve Jobs was near impossible to work with, but surely the rewards offset the difficulties. A moral compass can keep love alive. In any relationship, conflict happens. Lovers get hurt. Partners get frustrated. Children get angry. Deciding on the right thing to do, no matter how difficult, can mean the difference between a screaming, cursing, blaming session, or weeks of silence and a conflict resolved in a way that works for everyone. Now, of course, you might first need to figure out what the right thing is. Your comment, Reginald? You know, everyone should have and live by a moral compass. 
because mm-hmm. if you don't have that, if you if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yep. If you know, it's the be doing the right thing. A moral compass is doing the right thing when nobody is around to see it. A moral compass to me is if the speed limit is 40 miles an hour, you do 40 miles an hour. That's because there's a police officer there, and if the police officer is not there, I'm going to do 80. So I'm going to do 40 because that's the right thing to do, and that's the speed limit. And even if the police officer is not around, I'm going to do 40 because that's my moral compass, and that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I was speaking with a co-worker a couple of days ago. She was using this example. She said she was talking about she had gone to court, and she had she was speeding doing you know through uh, uh, a school zone. She was doing like twenty miles an hour over the speed zone, and so she says she tells the judge that well, 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 the judge was nice enough. She was saying to you know reduce her fines and stuff, and she tells the judge, well, okay, well, in the future I'll just avoid the school school zone. And she said, the judge told her, well, why don't you just do the speed limit? You know, and I'm looking at my coworker like, duh. You know, that's a stupid thing <laughs> so, to say to and- the judge. I mean, you can you you exactly, and you can't go to you just you know you can't just willy nilly just speed. Okay, and if I get a ticket, then I'll just I'll just go to school. You you don't you it, it is not an infinite thing for you to do. You only get certain amounts. Each state has their has their law, but you cannot just um, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen out there. You cannot just infinitely use. I'll just go to school, um, and and that and that's going to. Um, uh, uh, validate and and or eradicate uh, uh, what what you, what you've done and and you know and that that's that for that but you continue to do the wrong thing which is what we're talking about here is not learning any moral standards you know that you need to um, um, you know have within yourself and I was just going to give an example brother about you know when I'm hearing cases and um, it's like okay so the speed limit is uh, 55. Why were you going 70, 75 miles an hour? Well, that's what everybody else is doing. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that's what everybody that's what everybody else is, is doing, you know, and so you're going to be like everybody else. You know, you're not going to, like I talked about earlier, rise to the occasion. You're not going to, you know, do, do the right thing. You're just going to follow behind everybody like, you know, like some little puppy or something. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, I, well- I it's just like people, you know, like your parents would tell you, if, if everybody else jumps off a bridge, you're going to do that too. So, mm-hmm. so with, with companies and organizations, you know, they have their mission statement. And that mission statement basically is their moral compass. Uh, the American uh, Counseling Association that I'm a member of uh, states that, you know, you will do no harm you know, to, to a patient and or their family. You know, mm-hmm. so that's my moral compass, and that, that was my moral compass prior to becoming a therapist. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but that's my moral compass in life in general, to do no harm to anyone. So, you know, again, in my opinion, if you, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And mm-hmm. it's basically doing the right thing when no one is around. Exactly. Bill, you know, often, Rachel, um, 
um, I, I have like a, about a minute and a half. Often people will think that, well, no one is looking. No one, no one is looking at me. Someone is always watching you all the time. Just like you're watching somebody. Trust me. Someone is always watching you. And, uh, be it, you know, aside from camera, someone is always watching you. And above all, God is watching you. So Reginald, this, uh, I'm going to have to say that this is the end of uh, my program for today. I thank you very much for your commentary and, and, and always being readily available to be uh, a guest on my show. Uh, my listeners out there, uh, lots of love to you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. I will be back on the 27th um, of, of December with more educational, inspirational, and um, newsworthy uh, topics. And be safe out there. Be kind to yourself. That is where it starts first. Do something good for someone. This is Teresa E. Keyes. Make it a great day.